Today is Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. Before I say anything else, I want to um, give you a little uh, heads up that the next podcast I'll be doing will be an exclusive story from Kathy Bacon. She, I don't know if you saw her on Twitter, she hurt herself and she called the Archer Radio um, voice letter line and gave us the story exclusively. And that will be on the next podcast coming out either later this week or early next week. So stay tuned for that. But on this podcast, we are going to talk about um, the exciting news that happened today or that that happened. But it wasn't the tornado that we had last week the or, hurricane. The, or the hurricane or the earthquake. We had, we've run the gamut, haven't yeah. we? By oh, the way, Lord. if you hadn't figured out my husband's here, I was hoping he would oh, let yes. me talk I'm sorry. first. I'm sorry. But, um, he's speaking. <laughs> All of those exciting things did happen to us last week. We were in Charlottesville visiting wineries, and one day there was a, a tornado that was not that far from us, but it was in the area. And then one morning there was a an earthquake, and um, my husband actually felt it. I, I must have I was moving around getting things together. I don't think I really felt it, but he said he was in the shower and he felt it. Um, so there was an earthquake, and then um, the day before we left to go to Charlottesville, we had the hurricane Isaisis or however you say it. But the big news that we're really here to talk about today is Joe Biden's pick for his vice president, and he selected Kamala Harris. Now, my husband has a lot to say about this subject, so I might just like give the floor to him because he's got reactions from the Trumps and um, other people and his own reactions. And well, so take it away, honey. Talk well, about first of all, Kamala Harris. You phrased these natural disasters we've been through. And I have to say, we have not yet been through the swarm of locusts. We've gone through or biblical the, experiences. The, um, monster, what are they called? Monster hornets or whatever? What are those? Well, well, if you look at you know the story of Moses, the we've had the, the plague, we've had the... Oh, you're talking about biblical. The things. rivers running over, of course, those were with blood. Uh, but it's, we're almost in these, in the terms of biblical, in, this, in the sense that what else do we have to go through? To we endure, had, yeah. we, got we rid, had a Mother's Day pandemic. frost that froze everything. Um, and yes, in the past week, we've had a hurricane, tornado, and an earthquake. And yes, I felt the earthquake. We were staying at, at the uh, cottage. Um, in, and I um, thought maybe a, a, a truck uh, was passing down the road because the cottage it was built up off the ground. But it felt like, like trucks were moving down the road. If you've if you've ever felt that, my grandmother, I'm from rural. My parents are from rural Louisiana. When 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 sugarcane trucks would pass down the river road, my grandmother's house, the house up was raised off the ground. The whole house would shake, and that's what it felt like. Okay. Well, this earthquake was centered in on the North Carolina Virginia border. It was five point one. Yeah. So and no we weren't that far from it, and we probably would have we would have felt it here in D.C. had we been here. Yeah. We were only, because um, we were in the southern part of Charlottesville. Yes. Really not even technically Charlottesville. And we, we have to say, we didn't really feel much from the hurricane, but anyone along the eastern shore, um, there was a winery that was heavily damaged by On it. the eastern shore. And yeah. other uh, other area, other folks got flooded, and then um, 
I don't know how we missed that tornado. We were sitting outside on the on the porch enjoying this well, heavy thunderstorm. Yeah, a really, really and heavy thunderstorm. Very winds. heavy, very, very um, heavy downpour. So but it we was missed covered, that. so we, we, we weren't getting you know, wet or anything. We weren't get, getting wet, but that tornado from the local winery that we, we just chatted we, with the we, winemaker. And we were there on Wednesday, it and was, it happened on Thursday. Yeah, like a 30-minute drive. And we were, so mm. anyway, we were, we were minutes away from being Dorothy and Toto. Anyway, we missed all that, but the most earth-shattering and exciting and exciting news and happy is Kamala being picked or Kamala. Why I say Kamala? I think it's Kamala. I think it's Kamala. Well, if that's all we have to argue about with Kamala, because <laughs> we both uh, we're, we're, happy we're, that she was we're, uh, we're in good shape. But I want to say, I thought this. I I was never a Biden fan. Um, yeah. I, I and I'm, I still I'm not enthusiastic about Biden. I am enthusiastic about Biden because he is not Trump, and I think most Biden voters are in that camp. This and this is true of any. I will, I will spare the history lecture, but when we are in the year of reelecting an incumbent, uh, the election really isn't about the challenger; it is about the incumbent. So. If Ronald Reagan in 1984 had run against John Kennedy in 1984, and I'm just giving this as an example, John Kennedy, young, handsome, youthful, charismatic, gorgeous wife, he would have lost. Pretty kids, he would have lost because there were no there were no pull factors away from Reagan toward Kennedy, other than he was young and charismatic and had a pretty wife and had a young family. I mean, right. there, ha- there, ha- there are reasons why voters decide we don't want this person back in the White House. So you look at Carter in, in 1980, the, the, the economy, the inflation, the, Iran, the hostage situation. Um, and Carter really was a reaction to Ford, who represented Watergate and um, and the, the inflation of that period, which led to stagflation, all of us. Anyway, we're in the same we're in the same um, period where it really isn't about Biden; it's about Trump. Most Americans are fed up with Trump, and but for polarization and hyperpartisanship, this would be an election like 1932. Um, Hoover versus Roosevelt. This would be Carter versus Reagan. This would be a landslide of epic proportions. We would all not even be bothering to worry about it. But because we are hyperpartisan, because we are in uh, we are in this tribal mode, Donald Trump really does have viable paths to be reelected. However, Biden. Um, being a choice, and he's 77, he's old. Um, he represents a, not just a previous generation. I think he probably remembered voting for Adlai Stevenson in 19... Well, he would have voted for John Kennedy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he, that's um, but, but, let's, but let's face it. Aren't we tired of voting for people who remembered voting for John Kennedy? You know, my parents did, but they're old. I mean, Joe Biden's old. So... My concern was that he would 
go the usual route that the Democratic Party always takes, which you is... You mean the safe route? The safe way, the milk toast. Because, well, we can't upset the apple cart. Uh, we can't go too we can't far do to that right now. Even, even though we took a chance, you know, that was the thing with Obama in 08. Are we ready to elect a black man president? Well, we did. And let's face it, we elected a woman president. We did elect we did. Hillary Clinton president. And so you know, there was, at least amongst our circle of friends, some hand-wringing about uh, Kamala. Oh, you know we're going to hear the next time we have dinner we'll with hear them. Some, we'll, we'll hear from them. But what, what's, wrong with, what's wrong with Beto O'Rourke? What's wrong with some other white dude? Well... That's tone deaf, isn't it? Yeah. With all that's going on between male and white. the Me Too movement and the Black Lives movement to indicate we really can't find a woman of color who's qualified to be not only vice president, but take over as president. Yeah. Um, that would have been an ultimate slap in the face. So Kamala, I think, gives this level of enthusiasm to the two demographics key demographics that must vote in November, women and people of color, and particularly women of color. Um, uh, they, I think, and particularly in states like Alabama, you think the, the Roy Moore debacle that could have happened, if black folks had stayed home in Alabama in 2018, we'd have you know another um, sexual predator, predator in, the um, in, in, in Congress. So uh, I think this was the best choice. I had my fingers crossed for a long time. I was a Kamala fan anyway. I know. You were, you were yeah. I was, I was From a bandwagon early on. Yeah. I was an Elizabeth Warren fan. I really did think this was the time. It was not risky to pick a female because of the Trump effect. There's, there is really this disgust with Donald Trump that is resonating in approval ratings, you know, at least 55% of Americans disapprove. If you break that down even further into the presidential polling, 53% of likely voters strongly disapprove of Donald Trump and will definitely not vote for him. him. That's a difficult number for an incumbent to overcome because we know the incumbent. Yeah. He's not an unknown. So I think she is... Well, uh, the add. wisest choice. And I'm so glad. Uh, you know, Susan Rice is floating around. I like Susan Rice. But then, guess what? We would spend the next three months talking about Benghazi yes, all thought, over again. Job. And you know what's going to come up with Kamala Harris is her um, being the prosecutor, prosecutor. in California. Um, but I want to say one thing about her. Not only is she a woman of color, she's a woman of Jamaican and Indian background. Not just African American, right. but this is like Jamaican. Well, let's, so let's go back to, to point number one. Indian, as in dot Indian, not right, but let, feather let's, Indian. Let's go back to point number one. Uh, <laughs> prosecutor. Yes. And what the Republicans were salivating over um, yeah. is defunding the police. Right. And they'll bring that up again. And, well, let me just let me just rant for a few minutes more. I think that is the worst catchphrase. And here's what Democrats are really. They really suffer with messaging and phrasing. And we grab at things that we know 
We, we know that defunding the police doesn't mean not funding the police and getting rid of it. For the low-hanging fruit, that's what it means. Get rid of the police. They could scream that all they want, but it's difficult to hang that on someone who has a reputation of being a tough prosecutor. Yeah. And she does claim to have attempted reform as her time as a prosecutor. And I do know from reading articles in the in the in the newspapers that even in the Black Lives Matter, there is not um there is not a desire to get rid of the police, it's to reform Correct. the police. Because we all need we need the police. We need the police in our communities because everyone breaks the laws. Everyone I mean <laughs> anyone it could be, you know, any person in any community would may need law enforcement. So no one's saying get rid of the police. But I think what the Republicans were hoping for was someone on whom they could hang that label. Well, that's difficult with Kamala. She has a different a different resume on that matter. Yeah, but I think um, just to interject here just slightly, she has some specific cases that have been brought up about how she should have um, ruled or even prosecuted certain cases. And I believe some of them were uh, black uh, right. dependents, you know. So I think I think sh- I think she'll come through on that one. I think she will too. Yeah. But I'm just saying that we from here on out we have to look for them to start bringing up those specific cases. But here's and- but here again. Will Donald Trump, will the Trump campaign be the ones to bring up um the misjudgment on accused criminals of well, color can't. when, in fact, they have been throwing tear gas, uh, pepper the spray, squad, the, the, um, the, the, Gestapo. the Gestapo squads in all of our communities. Here's where, here's where picking this person is filled with landmines. And that, that is yeah. one of them. Yes, yes, yes. And that's it, those ads write themselves. All right, so you're going to go after... A tough-minded prosecutor who was a reformist but did make some tough choices yes. against Hitler sending out the Gestapo into our neighborhoods. Correct. Uh, pepper spraying um, and tear gassing innocent people yeah. and, and, the, and, and members of the clergy. That's one trap. Here's the other trap. Phony Camelot. All right. Well, that was well, the first thing he so said today. He donated to her campaign in 2016. Yeah, but do you know what he said for that? It proves he's not a racist, which Correct. has nothing nothing to do with being a racist because he is a racist. But then here's calling her a phony. So she is the product of uh, a multiracial background. Mm-hmm. She was bused to integrate schools. That's right. She went to an all-black university and became an attorney. Yeah. Um, she, she's the classic bootstrapper. Uh, she, I mean, her, her family is from middle class background. She wasn't a millionaire. No. Um, and she worked her way up through the ranks to become a prosecutor at the state level and then senator and then vice president. It is the American story for a woman of color. Who's the phony? A grifter who benefited from his father's wealth, spent through that, had to depend on loans from Russian um, mobsters to continue, and then went through three marriages while sleeping with 
20 porn stars and, and Playboy bunnies. And who's the phony? And um, dodged uh, serving a, a for the tax, United States by evasion. saying he had bone spurs. Yeah, so, yeah, so who's, who is the phony? And we've already seen the manipulated image of her. They made her look like a really dark black bay. person. Well, look for yourselves to see how they manipulated her like image. she's in a basement or something. Uh... Look for yourselves, and yeah. you can judge. Yes, so go to the Washington extra, Post. It was that's racist Post. and it's phony. Yeah. So there are only, there are only so many, and then of course Mother Pence, who can't be in the same room with a woman, now has to box his way out of being in a room. Of course, it'll be a virtual debate. You know, when they have this or not, I don't know how, what the what the right. plans are. Or they this, right. What can he say about about Kamala? Um, that's going to be damaging um, given his support for someone who is a crook and a phony. So I am just very glad and I am I am enthused now because I am enthused to vote for Harris. Yes. Um, of course, I'm enthused to vote against Trump. Trump. And we're voting for history. And you look at demographics who have turned away from Trump, suburban women. My mother, 88-year-old well, woman. 65 and over demographics in key states where COVID has been skyrocketing. Yeah. And no coincidence where these old people were told, well, die because you sacrifice uh, you sacrificed for yourself the, for the economy. Yeah. Well, maybe your mother doesn't feel like doing that right now. She does I know my mother doesn't. So... Um, um, yes, this is this is a choice that leaves. Not that the Trump campaign could figure itself out of a box anyway, but if he had <laughs> gone with some, you know, better O'Rourke who had who had no experience or some other person, uh, Susan again, Susan Rice, so we're yapping about Benghazi all over again. Well, as much as I even liked Stacey Abrams, she just I don't think she could hold herself oh, after the last. Well, the thing with November. no, I think Abrams Abrams would have been fine. I think Rice would have been fine in the end. This really is an anti-Trump vote. Any choice would have been fine. Yeah, but I, think, I just like Kamala because... I think Harris, it was those, the most strategic choice. All of those Senate hearings that I watched last year on Kavanaugh, on... Oh, uh, she was a master was class a, and she was how to right, grill. Exactly, how to grill yes. these people. Yes. She's not going to take the shit. She's just not going to take shit. And because she hadn't taken shit through her Nor life. should I mean, she? She... Yeah. she you know, here's and getting back to who we should revere as American heroes. We've already had a black president who I thought was outstanding. Who Get rid miss? of these Confederate statues, and who cares what we do with them? Yeah. We have so many other Americans to revere. We're done with you know, John Lewis is gone, Elijah Cummings is gone, Ruby Bridges. How many people know who who she is? But She's she was still young alive. girl. She's yes, still alive. Young girl who probably was horrified to go to school every day. The Little Rock Nine. Um, let's Rosa let's Parks. commemorate these people and put and do they have to be dead to remember them? And so now we have another person of color to look up to. And think about young girls. Yeah. Um, of any of when any they saw that today, you know. Um, and of any color, yeah. And, and and not you know not Hillary Clinton who was you know, the, of the Boomer generation. I mean someone who's well, she's our age, and we're we're old folks. But she's, I mean, she's older than us. 
I thought he's 56. Oh, I thought you were talking about Hillary Clinton. No, <laughs> no Kamala Harris is 55. Around our age, yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah. So, you know, she's an accessible figure. And she tells a story that is relatable. Yeah. Two young young girls. Um, and she certainly is iconic. Um, so I, I just think all the way around is done. I'm glad now, he made this choice. Now, you know, um, I'm sure at one point on this podcast in the, in the past... We've talked about Kamala Harris, and I, I think I even said, I don't want her to come off as an angry black woman. Well, that's racist. I know, but don't, don't you see the people who are going to play into that? That's what I'm, I, I'm, I don't feel that way. I'm saying people, I know that, people are going to say that. It doesn't it. matter because they weren't voting for Joe Biden anyway. anyway well, okay, that's a good way to put it, yeah. Because Michelle Obama got that reaction when she described how she felt. Being um, a black woman married to a black man in a in a you know illegal in the political career and how she felt, and she was accused of being an angry black woman. This is in twenty oh eight. I remember all of this. Yeah. Um. And so what if she's in? Yet if you're if you're black in America and you had to go through these things, then you know what she's talking about. You know, we're we're gay. Are we angry gay men? I probably was when I was younger because we had to hide, we had to pretend, we couldn't be ourselves. It took us a long time to finally, um, you know, come together with our family and to live our own lives. And a part of, I mean, I don't know about you, but a part of me was a little angry that it took me all this time to finally be myself and to work extra hard and to hide you know, to move, I moved from where I was so that I didn't have to hide. And I couldn't stay in Louisiana and I couldn't stay where I was. And so part of me was angry. So I, if I had been accused of being an angry gay man, I don't think I probably have. was. I know, but I don't think you have. Um, I know, no, I definitely no, did not I ever feel wouldn't. like an angry gay man because, no. yes, you know, I had a boyfriend in high school and I, well, I, I never felt. You know, like I was hiding. Well, all right, so or, I did not have a boyfriend. I, I did, I I did not dare have any a boyfriend in high school. Well, so it's, well it's, nobody knew it, just me and a couple well, of people. Just people's experiences are different. And so I'm not going to say to, I'm not going to tell a, a, a black American how they should feel about a Civil War monument or about how they should feel about Kamala Harris, because, well, as a white person, this is how you should feel any more than I should have been told. Well, you know, you really shouldn't be angry about being gay. After all, you do have a job. It's that sort of thing. So if that's the accu- if that's the worst they can throw at her, that is really so 20, 30, 40 years ago. Let them throw it at her. I guess I just... More than Joe's an angry white man? I guess I just want... I guess I maybe I'm preparing myself to see these things, see these ads, see these nasty yes, things that are going to be said on Twitter. You will see them and, from a campaign appealing to people who were not ever going to vote for Joe I know. Biden. And guess, yeah. who's, and guess who's the angriest person in the country? Donald Trump. Trump yeah. Talk about angry. And here's what I'm telling. Uh, I'm saying, picking Harris really sets a lot of traps for Donald Trump. Want to call her angry? Pull up all the tweets, the yeah. angry tweets, the angry press conferences. Who comes off as angrier? 
than Donald Trump. He is an angry white man yelling at clouds. <laughs> That's true. All right, I want to wrap Kamala this up. Kamala is yelling at criminals. Uh, you're right. Including Brett Kavanaugh, who probably deserves to be in prison. Oh, my God. Of course he does. All right. So anyway, um, I am very happy with Kamala Harris' choice. I was I was never I was kind of holding out because I didn't really have a choice for the vice president myself yay, personally, yay. but I'm very pleased to that it's Kamala Harris, and I I think it's going to be amazing when she runs in um, 2030, no 2028 for her own term. Let's just take it one day at a time. I know because Joe because would be really I'm not old certain. Then. I mean, again, Joe is seven, Joe Biden's my mother's age. He would be eighty-five and then. When I first... wouldn't want my mother to be president of the United States. It would kill her. I mean, it would kill any human being. Yeah. And I suspect Donald Trump has had. I think we've discussed this in a previous podcast. Well, yeah, his medical issues. I think he's had strokes. Yeah. Um, just judging on his the physical appearance, the way he he has been behaving recently, and how he looks on camera and. It's dangerous. So it's a dangerous job. So I am very happy about this choice. And now I am more than enthused to vote by mail. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. And we will definitely be voting by mail because we already put those in. Anyway, so thank you so much for discussing the um, VP pick with me. Um, You're welcome. We're very happy about that. And I want to remind you that the very next podcast is an exclusive Kathy Bacon story. Told in a number of acts. So stay tuned for that. That will be the next one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you guys are excited about as much as we are. And hopefully you're staying healthy. And until next time. Bye. Bye.